Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and you're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. You could also be listening on the iHeartRadio app, and if you are, you know, you just uh, type in the coordinates, the 106.5 for Toronto or 95.7 for Ottawa, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. We'd also like to welcome those listeners on other radio stations that are now carrying Moment of Truth. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Or if you're listening on your favorite podcast or on our uh, SoundCloud, great. Welcome. It's great to have you here on the show. It is also a great pleasure to welcome back to the show someone we've had on a number of times, but uh, she's back, and it is Marion Crow. She is the Chief Executive Officer at the First Nations Health Managers Association, and Marion is here to give us yet another update, and it's a pleasure to welcome her back. And I guess um, in some ways, Marion, from reading some of the information I saw about the town halls that you're doing, this is good, but you're hoping at some point you don't have to do these anymore because they are all based around COVID, aren't they? And they're based around giving out credible information and making sure that people have the right information. And oh boy, do we know that there are now, there's so much misinformation out there about <laughs> vaccines and about uh, uh, all this stuff, right, that are, that's going on. And, um, and it's, it's, we really do need credible information about all of this stuff. We do. And David, thanks for making the time to, you know, share a little bit more about what the First Nation Health Managers Association is doing. And as you said it, this is not something we want to be doing now coming into the fourth season of providing credible, reliable information on COVID-19. But it is something that we're seeing a continued need for. And we're delighted to have Indigenous media partners and a number of partners all across Turtle Island to share and stop the misspreading of information, misinformation, mm. I should say. And we're just so grateful that Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa is sharing in our messages. So heartfelt appreciation for getting this accurate, reliable information out to those who need it in a timely manner. Yeah, you bet. Now, you mentioned this is the, the fourth season uh, of your your town halls. Why don't I give people a little bit more information about your organization and a little bit more about these town halls as we get into this? So, first of all, I want to tell people about the First Nations Health Managers Association. And you can go to their website to find out more by going to fnhma.ca, and that will bring you right to their homepage. And the organization provides leadership in First Nations health management activities by developing and promoting quality standards, practices, research, certification, networking, and professional development to expand capacity for our members and their First Nations communities. And the FNHMA recognizes that First Nations health managers are leaders who honor, maintain, and uphold inherent ways of knowledge while balancing management principles to bring excellence to their communities and health programs. And the FNHMA is there to provide support. And also they explore, uh, if you explore their site, you'll find out more about that. And its highest priority is the health and safety of employees, members, and communities. 
So that's a little bit about the First Nations Health Managers Association. Now, this particular thing we're talking about with Marion today is the the town halls that they provide weekly, and it started in their fourth season. That was it started on on April fourteenth, and it is a twelve week series. Is that correct, Marion? Yes, we've been doing seasons in a 12-week commitment, knowing that um, the evolution of science is constantly changing with respect to responding to COVID-19. And uh, we are now 40 town halls in. I can't Mm. believe that we have provided 40 hours of information over the past year. And uh, we're delighted to do this. We hope we don't come back and we're going to take a break over the summer Mm. like we did last year. And we hope we don't have to come back in the fall. So join us in being great and getting vaccinated when you get an opportunity to do so. And a huge thank you to our partners over at Wabano and Anishinaabe Health in Toronto. Wabano's here in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. They have been so gracious in ensuring the safety of Indigenous peoples getting prioritized in the vaccine campaigns. So, Marion, we talked about making sure we give out credible information and trying to curb the misinformation that is out there. What are some of the things that you are hearing right now that might fall into that category of misinformation that people are getting these days? Well, David, believe it or not, and, uh, you know, here's the moment of truth, is people are still um, thinking this is a hoax and uh, that this isn't real and we're struggling with compliance around basic public health guidelines. So we're here to say it's, it's really quite concerning, especially in our Indigenous population. So mm. when I think about home, which is Pot First Nation in Saskatchewan, mm. I think about, you know, the the social determinants of health and how those play a part in what our health outcomes are for our cousins, our aunties, cookums, mushums, nokumis, whatever your language is, you know, we already face challenges with respect to safe, accessible and equitable health services. And when you think about overcrowdedness, uh, tuberculosis, tuberculosis Mm -hmm. and other factors that play into our wellness, we're kind of behind, you know, the mark. So it's so great to be prioritized and, you know, take it from me and look at the pictures on the news coming out of India where people are dying outside of hospitals mm. trying to access oxygen and ventilators. It's, it's real. We've had a number of outbreaks in many nations across Turtle Island. Mm-hmm. We've seen exercise of a sovereignty being issued as well in terms of closing those borders. And we're seeing such um, a cry, just not like the overall population, you know, our mental health is deteriorating. And I think of our members who are trying to keep our nation safe and protected and how exhausted they are in this fight. And, you know, let's respect and honor all of our relatives and ourselves by washing our hands, wearing our face mask, and where possible, staying that distance. And I'm seeing now that we are approximately 635 
organizations, Indigenous organizations who have gone through the first vaccine campaign. And now we're excited to get those second needles into people's arms. But let's all just be mindful that this has come at a cost to mental health. We're also hearing about some of the concerns around safety um, with domestic violence, misinformation um, spreading about different outcomes of the shots as well. Everything has a risk and I'd much rather get that uncomfortable little needle in my arm than to be grasping to a ventilator in our overcrowded hospitals. And that's just a whole another discussion but these are the things that we'll talk about in our hour of coming together where we bring in the public health experts dr um evan adams joins us as the deputy chief medical officer for indigenous services canada so he shares what the epi stats look like how we're progressing in the vaccination campaign and then we'll have on community leaders like Jocelyn Horsma at the National Association of Friendship Centers, who's been on the front lines advocating for urban populations to also get vaccinated. So that's just a little sample of some of the things that we unpack within the hour. Mm, great. Now, that, that sounds wonderful. There's a number of things I'd love to talk about that you mentioned there. But first of all, I think we, we may have uh, uh, piqued people's interest that have not heard about this and, you know, maybe that want to tune in. Uh, how can they do that now? Because I think APTN's on board now, too. That's right. We have been so fortunate to have a number of partners come to the table and sharing information. This isn't something FNHMA typically does. We look at certifying health directors, giving them designations and professional development and teaching. But we have this niche opportunity just because of the network and who our members are to actually get in front of them and share information. So if you're interested in getting more information information and finding that credible uh, sources. And we even have a little laughter, believe it or not, in there because laughter is medicine. Tune in Wednesdays at 1 p.m. That's Eastern Daylight Time for Ottawa and Toronto listeners and everybody else who listens to Element FM on iHeartRadio and other (laughs) uh, broadcasting mechanisms. Tune in at 1 on Wednesdays and that's when we go live stream. And APTN said, this is great. Let us help support in getting this information out. So 5 o'clock Saturdays, you can watch on our new partners broadcast APTN. Yeah, that's great. Um, that is great. Now, is that uh, that's a rebroadcast on Saturdays? Yes. So Saturdays, you're going to hear and see what you've already heard on Wednesday. But if you haven't had that chance to tune in to Element FM and get this information, then go on over to APTN and catch another hour of us. And you know what? If you have a question, here's the other exciting part. This is a two-way dialogue. You have a question for one of the experts or for one of the leaders. If we don't get it in on Wednesday and you think of it Saturday while you're watching EPTN, go ahead and send an email. We'll get it on on the next show. Or if you have a suggestion for a nation that uh, has handled this 
uh, pandemic in a in a good way, we want to hear from them too. And people can send that question or comment to FNHMA at ihtoday.ca, and we will do our best to get that question answered and on the air, whether it's radio or television. Right. Marion, is this nationwide? This is nationwide. We have partners all across Canada, Indigenous radio stations like Element FM, mm-hmm. who are playing us from Victoria all the way out to the Atlantic provinces and some northern stations as well. And of course, APTN carries us all over Turtle Island. Great. That's good to hear. That's what I was wondering about. You know, and a couple of things come to mind there. One is it's wonderful to hear about that rebroadcast and the fact that people can still input questions, even though it's post the the uh, the live broadcast. But you'll try and fit that into the next round, which is wonderful that you'll be able to answer those, get those questions answered and give that opportunity to people to still participate in that way. Absolutely. And believe me, there is no dumb question. There is no comment off the table. We want to be real. We want to be factual. And we want to make this relevant and easy to understand. So we're going to break down the dialogues about vaccinations. What is mRNA vaccine Mm. versus a one-time dose versus, you know, how do we get that herd immunity right. and we'll try to do it in layman terms as well yeah now the other thing that i i thought about is with that rebroadcast on on uh, aptn the aboriginal people's television network and people can find that on their basic cable uh channels um if if someone for instance doesn't have great internet and they can't tune in to that that uh broadcast you know w- when you're live um then it's great to have that option for them just in case you know they aren't able to access it another way Absolutely. So jump on over to your computers, send in a question, and uh, we'll do our best to get that answered by one of our experts. I know a lot of you are still having questions about the vaccine rollouts. And now we're hearing about some potential side effects that people have been having. So if you have a question, I mean, we have a First Nation doctor just about every week. And to have access to somebody that looks like us, talks like us, is always welcome to get that trusted Mm. source of information. So feel free. That's FNHMA at ihtoday.ca. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Marion, you just mentioned something about side effects. Is there anything in general you can share about what you're hearing about some of the potential side effects? Sure. I mean, we have our body reacts all the time and I am not, I'll preface this with, I am not a health professional. I leave that for the doctors and our nurses that come on the show. But what I hear consistently is we always get a little bit of a reaction to a medicine. And that's what this is, is a medication that we want to embrace. And, you know, people doing ceremonies over the vaccinations is always heartwarming to hear but you might get a little bit of tenderness in your arm afterwards some vaccines have different uh side effects than others but i will say that 99 percent of us have a tiny bit of uncomfortableness in our arm and that's 
it. So we want to do our best in making sure that some of those sensationalized media reports around certain vaccines is going to be expected. But remember, it is a small percentage of folks who have a really severe adverse reaction. For the most part, it's just like getting your flu shot or any other immunization. And uh, Dr. Adams and I have joked about it being a little prick. And let's not be one. Let's <laughs> get one. <laughs> so there's our, our good Indian humor in that conversation as well. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I was going to say uh, that exactly what you just said. It's much like getting the, the yearly flu shot. So so uh, that's what I've been hearing people say. So, you know, associate it much like that, except there are other protocols around going to get it, right? You have to, um, you have to go to your scheduled time. Uh, you have to wait 15 minutes afterwards to make, much like getting the flu shot, I guess. People still have to require you to, to stay after you get the shot um, and, and make sure that you're not having an immediate reaction to it. And that's quite normal. And you know what's been coming out too, and here's what I mean by, you know, science evolving and information uh, evolving. A good friend of mine, Dr. Shannon McDonald at the First Nation Health Authority was vaccinated. A couple weeks later, she contracted COVID. And you wonder, how does that happen? Hmm. Well, we're seeing breakthrough infections. And while they're rare, uh, she did contract it. So it's so important, I've learned in all of these discussions, that we still maintain that diligence about public health safety until the rest of the populations catch up with getting vaccinated. And if we can kind of get that herd immunity that we hear about, what that means is let's just get everybody that first dose because she didn't get very sick mm. because she had that COVID mm. vaccination uh, injection. It was a lessened effect mm. on her body uh, when she did contract COVID. So right. it's still important to follow those public health guidelines I'm right. learning. Right. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa and also on the iHeartRadio app. If you download the app and type in our coordinates, 106.5 for Toronto, 95.7 for Ottawa, you can take us with you anywhere you go. My guest here on the show is Marion Crow. She is the Chief Executive Officer for the First Nations Health Managers Association. And we are talking to her about the fourth season that is now underway of their town halls that they hold on Wednesdays. It's uh, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time that if you go online uh, to the, the website at uh, www, of course, I don't even need to say that anymore, ihtoday.ca slash town hall, and you can listen in and get some great advice. And uh, then if you happen to miss it or you want to hear it again, uh, I'm guessing it stays on the, on the website. Is that right, uh, Marion, for people to go back and listen to? Absolutely. And we have all 40 editions mm. of our town halls on there. So it's kind of fun to catch up in this time where we're social distancing, get some information that's credible and reliable and see the evolution of what we're learning over the past year as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you happen to miss that, then of course you can go to the Aboriginal People's Television Network, APTN Network, on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern 
and uh, you can listen uh, and watch it there for it's a one hour episode each week and uh, like I said it's it's there for you to take advantage of and you can also as Marion pointed out it's a two-way street so you can you can actually uh, take part by uh, putting in a question either during the live uh, live presentation or before or even afterwards if it's after the episode, you're watching it on APTN, it's already been aired, and you're going, ah, gee, I've got this great question. Well, guess what? If you go to their website and input, Marion, where do they go to input that question, by the way? For that question, mm-hmm. you can email it to fnhma at ihtoday.ca. Fabulous. And then that question will come up in the next episode. So if you watch the next episode or if you can't watch it, and you're, you can again go back to Saturday at 5 on APTN and you can watch it there. Now, the reason I'm asking if this was nationwide, Marion, I noticed that the rebroadcasts that APTN is doing are uh, time sensitive. So it's five o'clock, but it's five o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Central, five five o'clock Mountain and five o'clock Pacific uh, right across the country. That's correct. Check your local listing, but we've tried to be consistent and put it just before the APTN news Saturdays Mm. at six. So five o'clock, no matter where you are across Turtle Island, you can tune in on APTN and check us out right and um also if people want the website it's fnhma at ihtoday.ca but you go there uh to check that out now marion there was a couple of things a, a number of things i think actually that you said earlier in our conversation uh and and around misinformation we talked about that a little bit and when you brought up that uh, i thought about the other things that that specifically for First Nation people that could be coming up. And, and I'm wondering if, if this is a, a possible concern that might be out there. Because of the history of Indigenous people in this country with, with, with the government, with the, you know, the, the residential school, that whole mistrust thing that has gone on for so long that people are still, let's face it, there are still people healing from this. So that intergenerational trauma do you think that is affecting the trust element around getting a, a shot at, at, at all? Absolutely, David. And I couldn't have said it better. That whole, the legacy of our history in Canada um, at best has been failing when it comes to Indigenous matters, especially uh, with concerns over health outcomes and that intergenerational trauma of experiments that have been done on Indigenous peoples, specifically First Nation. And that's not forgotten. It's not looked past. And I know, for example, if my Cookham were alive right now, I don't think she would be one Mm. to be wanting to get a vaccine where the government is pushing and actually prioritizing us. But I think we're in a different time now where we have to have the reciprocal trust in terms to get to a point of reconciliation, which is a whole different dialogue. But it's so wonderful. And how I look at this is this is one area where I say, wow, Health Canada, Public Health Agency, Indigenous Services Canada, they got it right after Mm. all of the lessons we've had throughout Mm. history. H1N1 was another, um, you know, 
crisis that we faced in terms of an illness being born. And I think we are now at that point where it's, wow, we are finally at the front of the line and people are saying, but why? But I am happy to be there shoulder to shoulder with all of the frontline workers across Canada in being the first to get vaccinated. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up. But going back to that trust, I guess it's very difficult for, for people, some people, to say, you know, trust this. Right. Just, yeah. just, just, and and David, that is part of the new the reason why we do these discussions on the FNHMA mm-hmm. town hall is to unpack in a right. half hour or twenty minutes what does trust look like and why are we talking about vaccine confidence mm. or vaccine hesitancy mm-hmm. and understanding that we need to make an informed decision. And so it's a decision that's personal. We just want to make sure that you have access to everything that you need to, to make that decision for yourself. Right. Now, Marion, the other thing that you brought up is mental health. And that, of course, has been a big one right around the globe. We're hearing more and more about the struggles of mental health. Specifically, you know, uh, everyone is dealing with it Everyone is struggling with it. Families, uh, kids, youth, uh, kids are struggling with it in school because just the, the way that, that school has been rolled out back and forth between online and then going to class and all the changes that have been going on. And, and I understand and I hear that nobody is really doing exceptionally well right now. We're all just doing the best we can. Every day, that decision just to lift your head and take on the day is a a reason for celebration in my house. I don't know about everybody else, but it's trying to say the least. And when I think about our membership, our health directors, our health managers, the nurses working in our nations, I can't imagine that it is an easy decision every day to get up and face the same groundhog day over and Mm. over. And we just want to thank and support everyone who is, you know, doing the best with what they can under, you know, lack of resources, underfunding, all of the things we already know. But what I've heard in balance to this trying time and period of our life is I'm hearing a resurgence, though, of people getting back to our traditional and inherent Mm. knowledge and ways of practicing. So even in the medicine, people are now having cedar tea. They're hanging cedar in their homes. They're, They're incorporating our knowledge, our Indigenous knowledge, with Western ways of fighting this virus as well. And I am so delighted to see on Facebook and all across, you know, Facebook isn't something I typically go for information for. And I, you know, caution you, but when you look at their market page, my goodness, Thank you to all of our beaters who are (laughs) doing regalia, making earrings, moccasins. It's so beautiful that in all of this, we are 
still resilient. And if there's a message of hope there, I hope you take that away is this resurgence of resiliency. Mm. You know, I thought about the masks, the beaded masks I've seen as well. Aren't they stunning? And mm-hmm. I have to say, I am so delighted to support Indigenous businesses, not just now, always, but especially now. We can get funny t-shirts, we can, you know, get those beautiful lanyards, earrings, and uh, I, I think I have five pairs of moccasins now, because I'm not out <laughs> shopping in the mall. I'm going online and I'm finding our Indigenous businesses and purchasing from them. Right. You, you know, you're right, there are some positive things that have come out of this, and hopefully some of these things will stick uh, those things that you just pointed out, like maybe going online, discovering things that we could have gone to the mall for, late, you know, prior to this. But now we see def- different ways and, and specifically supporting uh, community people that are doing these things and we're getting handmade stuff and, you know, those kind of things. It, it also made me think about Indigenous knowledge that you brought out and how I've been hearing over this whole COVID situation about Indigenous knowledge and and how this this COVID thing could be a a way for Mother Earth to sort of bring balance back. You know, it's one of those things we hear discussed. And 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 I've been hearing so much about um, that indigenous knowledge that is being brought back in to look at the way we might go forward, for instance, uh, with some of the conversations I've been having here on the show with people. About um, about you know going green and and how we have to mm. combat the the environment to try and bring that under control and so much of this to me as I see points back towards indigenous knowledge, living light on the land, living in harmony with Mother Earth, which is what indigenous people have been doing for millennia. Um, it's not new, folks. It's just hasn't been looked at in that way before. And uh, and maybe hopefully that's going to resurface and that 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 mounds and mounds and mounds of indigenous knowledge that is there and that can support a better way to live in harmony with Mother Earth could be taken advantage of in a good way, giving credit to those people and to the community people that bring that forward um, and not taken advantage of in that way, if you know what I'm saying, of course. Absolutely. And that's such a good point. We've always been warriors in protecting Mother Earth. And I think others are starting to see the effects of our stewardship of the land. Mm. And when we're seeing less cars on the street, our emissions are going lower, factories aren't going straight out, and it's giving people time to really enjoy the simple life. Mm -hmm. And I say Mm -hmm. that being one of those people, I spent my summer last year out on the land whenever possible. I went back to fishing. I hadn't held a fishing rod in forever before Mm. COVID. (laughs) And so I look at all those little gifts Mm -hmm. that keep me going and connect me back. I put my tobacco in the water, offer up a prayer, and I'm smudging now more than ever. So I appreciate the moment to pause, Mm. to pause and regroup and bring balance to this negative side of Mm. where we're focused on. 
Right. Uh, appreciate that, Marion. You know, one last thing just before we finish up, and that is, and it goes back to what you were just saying about about yourself and about what you were doing. And I, I think about these weekly meetings that you're having uh, in the town halls, because you have these, th- these are for managers and for other people to, to receive information as well. And I, I bet that the people taking part and the other managers that are listening in across the country appreciate the support that they are getting and how you're supporting each other throughout this? Well, I think that's been, you know, just, it's part of our values, Mm. part of our culture that we lift each other up Mm. and that we offer what we can to our brother and sister nations. And if there's something that we've learned, we're always so um, first to step up and say, Hey, I did it this way. Maybe it'll work for you. And, Mm. and, but also recognizing the distinction between how we practice and what that looks like in the governance structures that exist across Turtle Island. And I just heartfully thank and, um, my most outstanding, you know, these are health heroes every mm. day and we should be thanking them every day, not just during a global pandemic. Right. And I am just so appreciative of the members that we have. And even now with all of these partnerships, would you believe David, non-Indigenous Canada is even tuning in to get their information from FNHMA we're learning. So having these conversations in such a public way and in such an open dialogue and in layman terms is contributing to the whole efforts of reconciliation in Canada as well, because we like to think that we're imparting a bit of knowledge as well. Nicely said, Marion. I'm not surprised to hear that at all, uh, that they're tuning in. <laughs> and you can tune in as well, folks, every Wednesdays uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern to their website at fnhma at ihtoday.ca if you want to listen in uh, to get the, the latest information. And if you don't happen to catch that, as we said, it is rebroadcast on Saturdays at 5 p.m. And that is, again, uh, Eastern or, well, 5 p.m., whatever your time zone happens to be on APTN Weekly. And this is part of the uh, First Nations Health Managers Association's uh, town hall that they uh, now have on. It's a 12-week session. Uh, Finishing up when, Marion? We're going to bring information right to June 30th. So keep tuning in every week. And I hope to see you in the inbox as well. (laughs) Okay. Marion Crow (laughs) is the Chief Executive Officer at the First Nations Health Managers Association. And it has been a pleasure to have her back on the show to talk about their ongoing uh, town halls and We do hope at some point that they won't be on anymore simply because this is all about COVID. And although it's great to get the information out there, and I certainly enjoy speaking with Marion, maybe we can talk about something else in the future. But right now it's focused on COVID, and that's what these sessions are all about. Marion, I just want to say chimigwech, and thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, David, and thank you to Element FM and being a partner and sharing this information. Hi, hi. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You as well. Thanks, David. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That's this part of the program. Please don't go away. We're going to be right back with more right here on Moment of Truth.